America, my name is Aramiose Frimpong. I come to you every Thursday about this time. There was a little bit of a snafu on that first take, but hopefully this will have audio. And I support having audio because I want you to hear the quality of wisdom that I'm trying to cook for you every every week, right? So every week I do the show and I help you help you not squander your life, lest you kind of go through in a kind of fog and try to rescue meaning out of 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 something that you shouldn't find meaningful. So I kind of help you find what should be meaningful and help you let go of what shouldn't be meaningful. All right? So uh, there are two movies while people file in. Sorry for the sound problem. You know, when you don't have a producer, you just kind of do the best you can. Two movies I want to talk about, and then I'll get into the topic, right? So the two movies I want to talk about are King Richard. Comes out tomorrow. Do not like the title. Do not love the title. I think it should just be called Daddy or, you know, Father. Like, I think Daddy would be a wonderful title, just Daddy. Uh, or, um, you know, black man, father. Yeah, there's something. So, uh, but I, I do appreciate that, like, good black fathers are getting their due because we are legion. We are legion. There are good black fathers. There's a tennis dad up in Michigan. And, you know, in general, black fathers are doing the most and with the least, right? The most stigmatized group doing the most with the least and and i hope richard williams gets his due i have a little bit more of a complicated relationship with joe jackson still probably giving more credit than other people people don't like joe jackson maybe he was abusive maybe he wasn't but he was pulling his whole family up the best way he knew how and i'm not mad at him not mad at joe jackson not even mad at tiger woods dad um i i'm not mad at i'm not mad at any of them you're doing the best you can, doing a hard thing well. And that's that. So the Richard Williams movie comes out tomorrow. Also, Russell Williams, or Russell Wilson produced a movie called National Champions. I saw a trailer about it. I think you should too. Just after this video, go and Google National Champions. It's about a football team. And I will tell you, and I will tell you, um, as I'm right here in Athens, Georgia, home of the number one college football team in the nation that that you know there's a story to be told so this the story of national champions is uh, about a black quarterback who organizes his national championship football team to uh, to a boycott the day before the game and that looks actually pretty good right so that looks actually it looks pretty good it's fiction uh, because it hasn't happened but it does actually show you what happens when a critical number of black people get visible critical number of black men right so you keep black men out of being quarterback because if 20 or 30 of us become quarterbacks like we'll actually start saying things right if 20 or 30 of us become actually in that position we actually start saying things that's why quarterbacks are white and that's one of the reasons one of the many reasons why quarterbacks are white because i actually do think if more quarterbacks were black, this, this, this becomes an issue rather quickly, right? And even the Northwestern quarterback who tried to organize football players um, uh, five, six, uh, maybe seven or eight years ago, that guy was a black guy, Ken Coulter. Um, so when black people get those kinds of position, when black men get those kinds of position of power, like enough of them, 
Not everyone can be a Sambo. Not everyone's going to be Obama and sell out everybody else. You get enough black men in those positions of power, someone's going to say like, nah, screw this. I'm saying the truth. I'm saying the truth. And that is, um, so Russell Wilson produced this movie, National Championships, National Champions, about a black quarterback, and it actually looks pretty good because this black quarterback organizes to boycott the NCAA um, finals championship until the players are paid <laughs> which you know they make a lot of money for a lot of other people they should get paid pay the players pay the players and if that means you got to cut scholarships from women's lacrosse that sounds like a them problem um pay the players pay the players so what uh so i talked about king richard i, I talked about national champions and you should check out the trailer for national champions because it looks different it, 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 it looks like this might actually be the thing. And you should think about what it means that they keep so many uh, black men out of positions of power because this is what we do when we get there, right? So now let me talk about history or mimesis. History of mimesis, what's mimesis? Mimesis is the imitation of the truth of what you see. You're just trying to imitate life. Art imitates life. History is a little bit different because it's going to be a response to life. So are you trying to imitate life or are you going to respond to life? And this is an important question insofar as we have to ask ourselves, <laughs> what's up with the hair? I look employable. Uh, you know, the bald spot in my back was getting a little bit too live. So, you know, I only have one or two more, uh, you know, great, great froze left before time catches up. It, 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 it doesn't wait for any of us. But make no mistake, as soon as I open up my yap, I will lose that employability. So what we're talking about is mimesis as an imitation or history as a development and a response to experience. So you're trying to imitate what you see or you're trying to respond. And that's important because there's this notion that's not attested to empirically, but is attested to by feminists. <laughs> That black men are just frustrated white men, which is just not true. They don't have the same political attitudes. They don't have the same social attitudes. It's just a completely different masculinity. Um, and so that's like the black men are not just like poor white versions of white men. They're to, to completely different types of masculinity, which is perfectly appropriate. And... Um, it's not mimesis. Like black masculinity is not a form of mimesis. It's a development. It's developed out of the response. It's black masculinity in the United States, especially if you're born here, is developed out of response to dealing with uh, like the fact of institutional white supremacy. Right? So it's going to be a different form of masculinity. It's going to be a different form. It's going to have markedly different gender norms. Anybody who tells you that the gender norms among black people are the same as the gender norms among white people does not know white people and probably and does not know black people. Because like in the United States, are different because those norms have been formed by like a response to white supremacy. Right? So um, this idea that black masculinity is mimetic is just an imitation of, of, of white maleness is, is really a problem and very popular in feminist circles because they like to lump all men together, but it's also confusing. 
because uh, it's just not true and it's not empir and empirically falsifiable because they have polar opposite political views, polar opposite like social views. Like it's it's, it's like the, the stability with which uh, like the the bad views are held are different. Like even people say like, well, you know, black men are homophobic. I'm like, well, if you look at the data, they're like homophobic right up until like they meet a gay person then they realize they don't care and they have bigger problems right so like black male homophobia is not isn't a real thing whereas white male homophobia is like upheld by institutions and is serious it's serious homophobia black male homophobia is just like we just don't think about it and then it's different and then we're like sure whatever like that's 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 a literature review um of this uh, of the data on the issue so it's not black masculinity is a response to white supremacy and it's going to be different than white masculinity in a good way this is why it's a revolutionary ideal right so right now there's a lot of movement to keep black men kind of out of the revolution um because apparently anything black men can do black women can do better but it's actually a strategy because black men are the counter-revolution like Black men are the counter-revolution. And that is, and you know, black women too, but like also black men. If you actually empower black men, how many, the only reason you don't hear more guys talk like I talk is because we kept black men out of the academy for so long. In numbers, you get black men in numbers with PhDs, and like through the system, there will not just be me. I'm not that great of an intellect. I'm smarter, I've read some more things, but like I'm, you know, I've just happened to be exposed. There could be 40 of me. You can mass produce guys like me. Tommy Curry, now he's special, right? So there aren't gonna be like 700 Tommy Currys, but they could be more than one. They could be more than one Tommy Curry. There could be like 20 or different, 30 different Tommy Currys. He's a smart guy, but like mostly he's just a fighter who's gotten through, right? So what happens when you promote a handful of black men? Like we could bring the whole system down. It only takes a few mouths. Uh, it only takes a few mouths. Like Kaepernick, Ka like Kaepernick's one dude. We don't have a lot of black quarterbacks, but you get, you get six or seven, one of them kneels, right? And then the other one produces the documentary. I mean, of uh, um, produces a, uh, um, uh, the sound went off again? No way. Tell me the sound, give me a, give me a, okay. <sighs> Weekend Ghetto with Zen Master, you need to hit up Super Chat. All right, so um, you give one or two, you get a critical mass of black men authority, pretty soon you get actually free black men talking. You get actually, you get free black men talking and they're going to sound pretty much like me. Not all in all the ways, but they're going to sound more like me than they will Don Lemon. Right? So this is why you need to um, actually, one, support me. Go on to www.funkyacademic.com, kick in $5, $15, or $50 because you need more people talking like me. You need more people with these arguments in their head, spouting them everywhere. And for that, we need like a bigger marketing budget and all of that stuff. So black masculinity is not mimesis. It's historical development. It's a historical response, and which makes it the potential, uh, potentially revolutionary.
um, which makes it potentially revolutionary in a way that if it were just mimesis, it wouldn't be. And so just remember, mimetic response is going to be like an imitation. A historical response is going to be um, a res like a response. It's actually going to be a response, not just an imitation. So we have to figure out like what produces mimetic responses and what produces historical responses. Right, and so mimetic responses are going to be produced by an oppressed class that also pro that profits, so they're not going to actually change the. Um, they're not going to actually change the system; they just want to profit from it. So, like this is women. This is why, like, I don't think, I, I, I you wish Kimberly Crenshaw could hear me. Kimberly Crenshaw gets paid not to hear me. <laughs> like the, the, that section of intersexual feminists, I, like they get paid to misunderstand everything I say. So um, you, you, you have good luck talking to them. So um, there is a um, this notion of mimesis is actually it's not true. It's only going to be true if black men had a vested interest in maintaining the system. But since no institution in these United States actually like supports black men really uh, we have no vested interest in sustaining it so we're going to be the most like the mimetic response isn't going to happen because we don't have one foot in each in each pot we don't we're not we're not um yeah we're not compromised in the same way that like white women are which is why that's never going to be like a real a real um revolutionary group. And to be honest, and I'll say this, this is why people like Kermit Crenshaw might not like me, black women either, insofar as they consider themselves women first. Insofar as they consider themselves women first, that's, it's, it's going to be a complicated, um, it's going to be a complicated, there's no black man who considers himself a man first. There are a lot of <laughs> black women who consider themselves women first. And that's going to be uh, that's going to be a, a problem uh, or like aspiring to be women first. And that's going to be a problem because those gender identities are going to be anti-black and anti-black male. So um, we have to figure out, we have to understand the distinction between mimesis and historical uh, responses. A, mime a mimetic response is trying to imitate what you see, mimic, imitate, mimetic, imitate what you see and a historical response is going to develop in um in response to and opposed to what you experience right so that's that two different responses and black masculinity according to the data is historical not mimetic it's historical not mimetic right not a lot of black guys trying to be elon musk um more trying to be fred hampton <laughs> um so what uh so we also have to figure out like the stories we tell ourselves about mimesis like a lot of the stories we tell poor people is like well this is just a season in your life and if you kind of go through this season in your life you'll eventually be a boss and it's just like a natural progression but black men that's just not this your poverty isn't a season in your life your degradation isn't just a season in life. What happens is you buy that story for a long time and then you die early from a stroke or a heart attack. Or you get fired. Like this isn't a season of your life. Your degradation's real and it's gonna last your whole life. We need a revolution. 
right? So the stories white people tell themselves about injustice is, well, this is just a season. And as life progresses, as you get older, things will open up for you. But that's not necessarily true, black man. Um, you could just die early of a stroke or heart stuff. Or it's like something else might happen, right? So this isn't just a season in your life. You need a revolutionary change. But that's the story that's told to young black people to get them to kind of suck up and suck up and suck up and suck up to, uh, to uh, a heaven that doesn't ever come. And then like, there's a way in which the black church will tell black people that life is just a season in their life and they'll get their reward when they get in heaven, which I think is a problem. I think it's a problem. Yeah, I too am scared of the stroke thing a little bit. But I am, so you go from telling black people that, uh, you know, their degradation is just a season in their life and when they get older, it'll get better, to going to telling black people that life is just a season in life and they'll get their um, reward when they get in heaven. And it's all just a scam because we need a revolution now because I live my life right now. Um, and and that's what it's going to take, right? So just understand that the response to your situation as a black person and as a black male should not be mimetic. It should be revolutionary. And historically, and historically, it, it, and empirically, it shows that the black response is not to try to be white guys, but to try to actually live out a different kind of life. A different kind of life. It's not an attractive life. Uh, the white life is, uh, is, is, not, is a different kind of life. Oh, and the, like the white life is not a life I want. Not even the wealthy white guys. I don't want that life. Because um, I think it's distasteful <laughs> in a lot of ways. And so what... So what... Um, so I think that was a, it's an important distinction because you'll always, you'll kind of be tasked or targeted with the stigma of trying to uh, live a mimetic kind of masculinity, which is just like a frustrated um, response, a frustrated imitation of white masculinity, but that's not true. Uh, black people aren't living a mimetic white uh, masculinity. They're living a historically developed, like different, it's a, it, it's a different thing. It's a different understanding of what masculinity entails, which doesn't have the same kind of, of, of gender commitments as white masculinity. And in a way that, like the bad ones, the, the bad gender commitments, that's good gender commitments. Hopefully I'll see some of those good gender commitments tomorrow. And when I go to see King Richard, do not like the title. I think they should have just called the movie Daddy. Or they should have just called the movie, you know, Citizen Richard or... Richard, or I think Daddy would have been the perfect title because that's what the girls called him and that's what it's about, his relationship with his girls. And I think he did his job. And with that, I will see you next, next week. Peace. Oh, yeah, and go check out that National Champions trailer. Just put it in Google. National Champions. I think it, it might be good. It might be different. <laughs>